Howdy, y'all, and welcome to Texas Watch for the week of Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. I'm your host, Project, and joining me, as always, is the Tracer main with the biggest brain, ZayXO. What is up, man? Good to be back for another episode. Um... I don't even want. To, I don't even want to do an outlaw. I'm story. feeling good. I'm feeling real good. I don't even, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about the outlaws right now. I mean, here, I'll, I'll get the outlaws news out the way from the jump. We signed Dante. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's literally all y'all did. But nah, this week we're just gonna jump straight into it. But before we do, this is Texas Watch. You can catch us on YouTube. Uh, Please subscribe if you're watching us on the video. Hit that little like button. Hit the notification bell so you know whenever we go live. All that good stuff. If you're listening to us on podcast services, hey, how you doing? I like you. I appreciate you too. Uh, give us a subscription on your favorite service. Maybe leave us a review. Maybe maybe we'll read it on air. Uh, yeah. No matter what it says, I'll embarrass myself. I mean, There's something funny in there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> But uh, without further ado, I have some really good news to share because this episode we're talking about the Dallas Fuel and their rebuilding. Uh, so, I'm very happy. Very, very happy. I'm sure Doha is happy because he literally gets to play with almost all of his old teammates from contenders. Dallas went on a spending spree, to call it the least, uh, and picked up a lot of the major Korean players from the Paris Eternal and the head coach from the Paris Eternal. Now, you might be asking yourself, why, why did they pick up from Paris? What's so special about those players from Paris? You see, in 2019 contenders, there was a team that won the gauntlet. That team was Element Mystic. Yep. They were the most valuable contenders team from taking those players from contenders to Overwatch League. Almost every single one of those players on that team was signed to a major team. Uh, because I, I don't remember how Paris got their first pick, but they were able to get the main coach from Element Mystic. They were able to get Sparkle, Hanbin, and I'm forgetting one more player. Uh, Sparkle, Hanbin, and Mystic? Fielder. No, Fielder, Fielder. Was from, uh, Fielder. No, Fielder was from GC Busan, but he was also on Paris. So, Dallas decided to buy those players' contracts and bring them on so Doha could play with his former teammates. I think that's wonderful. Also, they have their head coach. Again, wonderful. Uh, there was another player <clears throat> uh, pulled up from one green team. If you if you uh, listen on the podcast right now, you probably have not been able to see my facial expressions through all of this. <laughs> I am... Mm. Wow, just just wow, but continue on. No, it's okay. Player. It's okay. Uh, there was a, another player from Element Mystic that got poached to another team, and that was Repel. Uh, he was posted to the Houston Outlaws, worked really hard for them, but couldn't bring them a win. Dallas also got him, why? so... Why did that go? <laughs> I mean, so, I, like, uh, I would have been cooler with... I mean, I think Jexay should have... I mean, I think Jexay is cut, but the fact that I guess you got signed Repel... Before I'm actually not too sure if Repel was a true free agent or if we got the first rights to first, you know, offer. But it doesn't matter at this point because now he's with y'all. So I, I I'm yeah. gonna throw some salt in the wound too. I thought it was hilarious as soon as they signed Repel, he changed his name from Outlaws Repel to Fuel Repel. <laughs> so fast, he was ready to get so, so fast. Quick, Why would you do that? 
why it hurts. It hurts. I here's the here's the point that I'm kind of getting to in all of this though. These pickups are all amazing for one particular reason. Dallas is effectively building Element Mystic version two. They essentially took all the players from this team, and we haven't even finished signing players, by the way. They took almost all the players from this team that were brought into Overwatch League and pulled them to Dallas. Every single one of these players I mentioned had great performances last year. Sparkle popped off majorly in the, what was it, the Summer Showdown? Yeah. It was a Summer Showdown, brought Paris their victory. When Genji was, was meta. For the, the yeah, the three weeks that he was meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we can't have this anymore. Like, really? It was so fun to watch. And we it talked really about that. Was. If you look at our previous episodes, we talk about how great at least I gush over the Genji metas because who doesn't want to see Nanoblade? Who doesn't want to see it? <laughs> I, I, I think I like that Blizzard is scared because Genji has some of the highest quick kill potential. And when you give him too much power a good Genji can dominate your game. Uh, but that's that's a conversation for another episode. We do love our Genji metas here on Texas Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm mostly concerned about talking about Sparkle and Hanbin specifically. Uh, both of these players were on the Paris Eternal. Both of these players popped off majorly last season. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to have them on the field. Uh, Fielder as well is another standout player that we picked up. A great flex support. Fielder. Can't believe uh, I fucking got Fielder. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, it's I'm okay. It's okay. You're allowed to be hell? salty. You're I'm allowed. Like, I'm like, outlaw. <laughs> what are you doing? What's happening? Do something. Sign somebody. I mean, granted, maybe it's a bigger master plan here because we do have two former shock coaches. So, Loki, I'm holding out hope, but for right now, you know, I mean, nobody. And the I, I'm gonna looking really good. I'm gonna jump on the outlaws train just for a second. Rascal is free agent right now. Yes. Just a thought. I've seen this. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe he goes to Houston. Oh God, please. Who knows? I'd be, it'd be so easy. Be so dope. That'd be so, that's all I want. Please. Please, <laughs> Overwatch League. Approve it and get Rascal and Dante. I'll just need that. You can put me a tank. I'll didn't, be fine. <laughs> didn't they play together? No, Rascal wasn't on the Shock Season 1, was he? I don't think so. No. no I don't think no. he was on there until Season 2. Okay, because so I know Dallas had him together. for a bit, and that's where we had our second... Korean drama blowout. <laughs> Oof. Well, I love how y'all are leaning all into this now, right? Because you usually have one Korean player who gets mad, then you had one Korean player Korean player gets mad, and now you're just like, you know what? There's no way they all get mad. Let's just sign an all-Korean team. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but I think the key takeaway from here is my point where I said we're building Element Mystic 2.0. Overwatch is a team-based game. Every single player on the team needs to be able to work together and work with each other. Going specifically back to Season 3, while Doha is a diamond in the rough, an amazing talent, he's said in interviews, he's talked about this publicly, he has issues playing when he can't communicate with his team. Dallas being a mixed roster as it was, it's a lot harder when you have to translate calls mid-game versus just making the necessary calls. And... Yeah. Having Young as the assistant coach and now Rush as the head coach, again, both of these coaches were from Element Mystic as well. One thing that I'm really excited for this season is for us to genuinely have synergy. Because now that these coaches have coached these players previously, 
They know how these players work. They know how these players operate, and that'll give them the opportunity to coach them to the best that they can be. So, yeah, ah, that's great. Yeah, no, I I think you're right, and I think one of the biggest changes is having – um, is your new head coach, right? Because the last two between Arrow and, you know, the Kai Kai saga. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> like, I, I think the leadership part has kind of been lacking here. And in my opinion, that's part of the reason why you've had issues with Korean star players previously. Because the, those players complained that they didn't work hard enough. Like, the other team members just didn't work hard enough or weren't, you know, trying to be as good as they were, and it caused a lot of conflict. Like it did with Decay, where you're just like, I'm just not going to play because screw this. You guys don't even practice. You're taking it so casually. And that only happens when there's a lack of leadership and a a lack of consistent coaching on the team. So now that it's not going to be an issue, right, especially with, you know, your new coach from the Paris Eternal. Um, I think he knows how to – obviously he knows how to coach Korean players, and he coached Ellen the Mystic. So that will be an issue for him. He knows how much these guys expect to practice, what kind of level of play that they expect from each other. So I think, to me, that's one of the biggest things. Of course, the big name, obviously, Fielder, one of my favorite, because he imagined he was sleeping Genji's, you know, at 200 ping. 200 ping, King, let's go. And, and he was fucking <laughs> sleeping him like, that's insane. I can't even, I, no, I can't do anything at 200 ping. I can't play Reinhardt at 200 ping. Uh, he's over here getting <laughs> sleeps on Nano Genji's. So I think those are great additions, but I think the biggest change you're going to see is how the team is led which I think has been lacking on Dallas the whole time. Even from the beginning, when they had the all-star, you know, XQC, Siegel, whatever lineup. I think in the beginning, when that was when Kai Kai was the coach, it was a lack of leadership. Too many mm-hmm. big personalities, he couldn't handle it, and it blew up. But I, I don't think it's the case anymore. I would 100% agree with you, and now I think it's funny. We've had the Kai Kai saga. We've had the Arrow <laughs> saga. <laughs> now it's, it's time for the drama. Rust saga. <laughs> yeah, the Rust. I, I hope not. I, mean, I hope I not. Wish- uh, I don't wish that kind of implosion on most teams, although it's funny because it's Dallas and it just kind of fits the theme of Dallas sports. Like the Cowboys right now, if anyone follows traditional sports, suck. They're <laughs> they're terrible right now. They're supposed to go to the Super Bowl like every year, but they're not even close. And the Dallas Fuel fit that same vein. Every time they're supposed to be great with their roster, but it falls short. But I think this is a little bit different because I think they got the head coach right because this guy's good. Yes. I mean, I follow Korean contenders. Um, and I, I I loved him. I loved him as a coach for us as a coach. So this is going to be a little bit different. This and is going to be interesting. I'm also really excited for Rush as head coach, too, because on Paris, he was one of those coaches that would be subbing players in and out map by map. Uh, Dallas fans, y'all know that we had our starting six this season. And that's all that played. That was it. No one from the bench ever came on. Yeah, Rush has proven even when he's up like 2-0 or like in a series, he'll still switch out people, which was and it worked really well for Paris for a while. Like soon would always come in on the Reaper or whatever. Like when he on certain maps or control points, I remember that specifically. They're like, why are they taking out, you know, you know, XE and everything else for soon? Like, well, soon is really good on the Reaper. XE is not. So mm-hmm. we're playing a Reaper on this map and we're putting soon in. And he stood by his, you know, his hand. And so I respect that. Shows leadership. It shows that this is the strategy. We're going to do it. If it doesn't work, it's on me. And, you know, I think it's going to work. So I think that's what's been missing from the fuel for a while. I I mean, but I think it's going to turn out pretty well for y'all, which is why I'm a little upset because the outlaws are behind. This isn't looking good for the green team here. (laughs) as, As much shit as I want to and will still give the green team, I I do want to play a 
teeny tiny bit of devil's advocate here. Dallas is, I think, the first team to actually, they got rid of most of their roster, and then they said, okay, here's who we're fielding, no pun intended. Um, I am looking at this roster, and I'm like, I'm feeling good about this so far. We still haven't had our second support. No, we had a... No, no, it's just Fielder so far. Yep. So we're still missing a second support and then a second tank for our main six. But I am looking forward to seeing what other players that we pick up. Seeing as we got Fielder, he's from GC Busan. He's not from Element Mystic. So we're not afraid to pick from other teams. I, I am very, again, very, very happy that we made the decision to bring together an old team because... We we said this time and time again. Synergy has been lacking on Dallas. Let's let's just yeah. call a spade a spade here. Now that we have a team that speaks the same language, that's gonna solve a lot of problems in and out of game. And because a lot of these players have played together before, like don't forget, you want to know what DPS duo carried Element Mystic to their victory? That was Doha and yeah. Sparkle. Yeah, I remember that. Remember and those we good got old that. days. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to whatever comes next. I will admit, I am very, very curious to see what other teams are going to be making moves. I know Toronto's been making some moves. Uh, I'm sure Houston is making moves behind the scenes. The Shock have just released people, but they're keeping most of their team from what I understand. Uh, what is it? I, I'm trying to think through my head, like, who has announced players yet? No one. Uh, the justice. Yeah. I, well, the justice resigned decay. Of and course, they were going to resign decay. Yeah, course. yeah. But well, if he wanted to stay, the question was not so much if they would offer, but if he'd want to stay. And it looks like he does, because probably it's an all Korean roster, mm -hmm. so he's okay with that. <laughs> an all Korean roster and one that he guaranteed will be starting on. So yeah, that's true. I, I do look that's forward true. to the decay rematch next season. It's going to be interesting. Oh, God, yeah. That'll, that'll be a whole lot different. I'll put it that way. It won't be as, as much as a roll as it was the first time. <laughs> Oof. That, that game hurt. <laughs> to say the it's, least. Well, it's, it's, it's looking good for y'all. I'll give y'all a pat on the back. Looks like y'all are making some moves first here to try to make a splash, you know, in the offseason, which is it's good. It's Oh, yeah. I'm going to be looking all right this next season, I think. I, I just don't want to get our expectations too high because things have imploded multiple times before. But this is the first time where we've gone in again with that synergy. We've gone in with a team already having an expectation for each other. And let's be honest, I love my Season 1 Fuel, my previous Envy winning team. They stay, Most of them stayed on that roster for way too long. Uh, I think Harry Hook only played one game last season. Trill played one map last season. Uh, AKM didn't play at all. Unco didn't play at all. And we had those players on contract. So they were literally bench warming and playing Valorant on the side. So it's like, I think that's one reason why we were so stuck with our starting six and not being able to rotate. Contract. If whoever gets, you know, sometimes you get the worst end of the deal. Sometimes a player overplays their contract, which means that they're underpaid, 
or sometimes the player doesn't perform to the contract and then they're overpaid because they're not doing anything. So that's just the risk that comes with those. And the Dallas field got the short end of the stick on that one. Unfortunately, so, I'm, the I'm, opposite uh, of the, the Valiant, the Valiant probably just st- stole half their team because they probably got it for super cheap, like McGravy and Shaxx and all those KSF, KSP. There's no way they were taking all-star money and they got a steal. So, and they're, one thing I, I do want to take a look at, though, so now we have our head coach. We have our assistant coach. Excuse me. We have most of our assumed starting six. I'm curious to think of the rest of the free agents in Owl right now, if we're going to try picking new players up, if we're going to try to maybe pull some contenders talent, which is never a bad idea. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, I, I would hope the contenders talent, but I'm looking too, and I don't know if you've caught a lot of this too, with these teams doing open tryouts. Have yeah. you seen these tweets? That's crazy to me. So like the outlaws have tweeted it out, the fuel have too, that they're having 2021 open tryout. Of course, obviously you have to be super qualified, like 4,500, you know, SR and like, you know, all that kind of, there's all kind of stipulations, but that's crazy to me. So they're willing to just sign anyone off the street. Just be like, yo, you good at Overwatch? Come to our tryouts. We may just sign you right there, which is insane to me. Thinking as much as contenders talent there is across the world, that the teams are still willing to do that. So that's just crazy to me. Like you have a kind of talent pool that's already forming with teams that know how to play in this environment. You know, over in an actual team-based. I don't want to say land, but just a team-based, like serious environment compared to people who just played ladder the whole time. It's two totally different scenarios. You know, so. It's just crazy to me to think that they're willing to take people from ladder, straight from ladder, with no experience I mean, ever in that kind of environment. Look at Dufran. I, oh, I think yeah. he's the shining example here. Tour this, of God. This dude was legitimately, or I don't want to say always number one, but consistently at the top of the rankings, he gets signed to the Atlanta Reign and demolishes. And then he retires yeah. after one, what, what was it, a month? A stage? I, for, uh, I forget what it was. I think was. it was after two stages. Yeah. No, it was one. The, it was it, one. Well, yeah. it, it may have been one. I just thought it was at the end of the stage, right? They announced yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but I think it was one stage. I think this it was, was season one two, stage. right? Yeah. 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 It was one stage. He was there, and it was like he's probably like, yeah, I can make more money streaming. Fuck this. Like, <laughs> that's probably what happened. And then he became a farmer. Oh, the friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's streaming again, so it's not like he's still farming out there. But uh, I, I, I hope each their own that these open tryouts do bring us some talent. I mean, we have a lot of talented streamers, for example, that could say, you know what, I'm forty five hundred. Let me try to make a pro living. They probably won't make as much money as they would be streaming. But it would be a new challenge for them. And I know that for a lot of people, that's what they desire in life is new challenges, new tasks to grow, new accolades to put on your resume. So, and these are all young guys. I mean, I don't want to say kids because most are over 18, but these are all young men who are still trying to find themselves, right? So I don't fault anyone for walking away in this kind of environment. I wish you'd honor your contract. I'm just a little, I'm a person who likes to be of my word. If I'm going to play for the year, I'm going to play for the whole year, you know? Um, We're talking but, about DeFrance specifically, right? Yeah, DeFrance specifically, okay. right? Unless there's insinuating circumstances that say I have to leave or something. But 
I would wish he would iron his contract, but you know, he's finding his own place. Uh, so um, talking about DeFran, but in regards back to the open tryouts, I, I mean, I don't have high hopes that we'll get someone from there unless it's like a true diamond in the rough kind of player. Cause I, th- I think the environments are so different. Like you can be great on ladder top five player, but suck in a team based coordinating strategy environment. Cause you can just be good on ladder and have okay coordination and be a kind of good teammate and still be great. But you can't do that in, in, you know, a, a, a competitive overwatch Owls style environment because all the teams are super coordinated. You have to know what you're doing and know your role very well. I think it's just different. So I don't expect much out of it, but I was curious your thoughts on what you think may happen. Maybe someone does, but the fact that they're doing it, I think is just kind of weird. I'm like, you have a talent pool already. Why do you need to hold open tryouts? My my know. thought is having open tryouts just opens up more opportunities to find more players. It doesn't uh, cost them anything, right? It's like yeah. it's not like we're paying. To, to like, we just start an Overwatch game and say if you're good enough, you can join. <laughs> like, and uh, while you have an excellent point, there is already a pool of talent in contenders. There is already a pool of talent in collegiate Overwatch as well. I think that collegiate definitely gets the short end of the stick whenever it comes to because mm-hmm. they're tier three technically. Uh, but it's it's one of those things where if you want my opinion on it, I'm happy that we're doing it. It just opens up more doors, more opportunities, and that means that, like you said, if we do find that random diamond in the rough who says, hey, I really want to play for you guys, I admire all the players on this team already, I want to join them, and they actually have the game to back it up, let's go. Let's go. It probably also, get them a whole lot cheaper than a contenders player. Or yes. <laughs> there you go. At the end of the day, Project, let's be real. These are franchises. It comes down to dollars and cents. Like if they can get someone of equal value for a lot cheaper, they're gonna do the equal, they're gonna do the cheaper one. And let's so. be honest, they've already spent a lot of money getting these four players from Paris. Uh, oh yeah, I bet. Technically, oh, three yeah. players and the coach. But I mean, Hastro, yeah. Hastro's got those esports bucks thanks to the Dallas Empire winning the COD League last year. Shout out to the Empire. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. In a dominant fashion, by the way. Uh, they already got the Team Envy prize money in Rocket League. They took fourth, I think, in the regional. Uh, they, I actually they, ended up yeah. watching that, by the way. Great tournament. And it was a good tournament. Yeah, I watched yeah, some of it. Yeah, they did take fourth. They ended up losing to NRG, but... God, that was... So. Quick aside, that was one of the first times I've actually watched professional Rocket League. And oh my god, I can't do any of that. <laughs> exactly dude oh that's when you know it's like those guys are pro pros like and the thing about it was like team envy when they lost to nrg wasn't playing bad in my opinion nrg just hit shot dominated shot yeah shot. i was just like how do you hit that how do you get your car to turn that way how does that how does it that was work? it was literally just a case of the other team is just better yeah, it, it, you can't cut it. Anything else? Team Envy did end up winning one of the five that they played, but it's still a four-one victory. NRG, yeah. so yeah. Uh, but bringing that back uh, to to Overwatch, I will say that um, Team Envy has got some money too, as well. So uh, he doesn't have to use all his Hastro bucks. He's got some <laughs> Team Envy bucks too. Uh, to do that. And I think, honestly, a lot of these Paris players, I hope Paris got something for them, because I know for sure Fielder was a free agent who got cut. So I hope they got some money for at least Sparkle or the coach or something, because 
there's a, there's a chance Paris walked away from all this with nothing. Like, because these guys could have been free agents. And you, if they're a free agent, you don't have to pay the other team. You just pick them up. So I, I'm i sure that there was some kind of deal made. Cause I Par- hope so, because Paris would be screwed. And they have been touting since the inception of the Paris Eternal all the way back before Season 2. They wanted to be the Overwatch pride of France. And they started leaning into the let's pick up French players. And there are still a couple of French players in Owl who don't play for Paris. Can you imagine Poco playing for Paris? That would be, be kind of dope. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. I mean, they can do that if they don't want to win. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 don't think, I just don't think the all-France, like, team or, like, Team France it can beat any, like, of the top-level teams. I don't see Team France beating the Shock, you know? I, I just don't see that happening. Um yeah, I, I just don't see that happening. So they could for the marketing and the we're team France and everything else, but it comes down with a lot of these franchises. How much do you really want to win, and or how much do you want to just try to rake in some cash? Right. So and Dallas's decision to go well, we're assuming full Korean at this point. Yeah, I but think we so. we don't know just because there's still some slots that need to be made. The Dallas Fuel are consistently tweeting the side eyes emoji. So we never know what's next. That. <laughs> Everyone's doing that. It, since the shock started that, when when Moth said, like, I'm not coming back next season, da-da-da, and all the shock did the eyes emoji, and then the outlaws, and I don't know what the order after that was, but now everyone's doing everyone's it. Doing I'm tired it. of it. It tells me nothing. This is a waste of my notification on my phone. I don't want to <laughs> see the tweet. <laughs> this tells me nothing. Turn off my notifications for you. Uh, but then I turn it back on because I need to know what's happening. Yeah, so. I did see Outlaws made one of those tweets, though, but I think that was saying they're going to re-sign Dante. Yeah. Uh, but th- this episode was mostly about Dallas, and I want to end there just because, you know, I'm really excited for the rest of the season, and I'm quite curious to see what's going to happen next. But until next time, this has been Texas Watch. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube, podcast services, all over the place. Search us, Spotify. Everywhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're there. Uh, Next week, actually, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but we'll figure that out later. Uh, If you do live in America, next week is election day, or election week, and next Tuesday is election day. Please vote. Please. I I don't care if you think that your vote doesn't matter. It does. Please. Even if you have to stand in line for a couple of hours, please. Uh, I'm very thrilled, actually. I will happily say this on air. I admit I procrastinated until the last second to register to vote, but I did. I got registered, so I get to vote. I'm pretty happy about that. There you go. Uh, now I see, because if you didn't and you complained about anything political related, I'd been like, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. You didn't vote. So you can't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty happy that I ended up getting that through. But until next yeah. time, let's make Texas proud. <laughs>